to the Brand Rounds podcast. Many medical device leaders, you're not growing your revenue. You're burning cash on traditional product marketing and trade shows, and you're competing on pricing. The purpose of the Brand Rounds podcast is to interview best-selling authors, marketing professionals, brand experts, and leading surgeons to not only help surgeons attract more ideal patients and grow the business of healthcare, but to enable medical device companies to differentiate your marketing message and for sales distributors to begin gaining financial freedom. Now, you don't have to be an Army Green Beret to be successful in medical sales. It doesn't hurt. Join me today as I interview Mike Kearns, an Army Green Beret officer who successfully made the transition from jumping out of planes, kicking down doors, into serving his surgeons. If you're a medical device sales consultant or distributor, and you want to see how he was able to pivot from an identity which could have been found in being a legacy builder of being an Army Special Forces officer, he reframed it and pivoted. This podcast is going to be helpful for any sales distributor who's at a crossroads. Maybe you're with a company and you're asking yourself, why am I even here? Maybe you've had a desire to start your own sales distributorship and you're ready to cross the chasm. Well, this podcast is for you. So, Mike, tell us the story of how becoming a Green Beret prepared you for the dynamic and even competitive environment of medical sales. That's a that's a good question, Matt. I th- I think one of the big things is that from the time you enter you know, the Special Forces pipeline, which is you know a year to eighteen months, depending on wh- where you fall, it's a it's a grind. You know, you've you've got to you know in some ways embrace the suck throughout and be able to deal with that. The other thing is from the time you start the pipeline through your operational time on teams, it's, it's a very high op tempo. So making the transition to medical sales where you can have some periods of very high op tempo and, and in, you know, riding the roller coaster and some struggles, it's a fairly smooth transition. I've, I've been there before. Uh, and I think something that you know, we like to say in the regiment is that we're, we're disciplined but not regimented which means mm-hmm. that we can really stay, stay focused, stay on mission, uh, but you have to be adaptable and you have to be creative to get the mission done. And, and certainly, as, as, as you know, being in this business, is, uh, you got to know where you want to go, but uh, find some creative solutions to get there. Yeah, I think that's a great example where it prepared you for a foundation. It gave you a framework to make decisions and it allowed you to adapt and overcome. That's a great answer that I think that all of us who have been on the medical sales side can relate to. And I think it ties into my next question, which is at the time of this recording, we're in a period of uncertainty with COVID-19. And so my question is pre-COVID-19 and then currently in the midst of this storm, What's one thing or a couple things that you're doing for your clients that seems to be making the biggest difference? You know, Matt, I think one of the biggest things is, is to recognize that your surgeon customers, they have a business to run as well. 
and they're looking to grow it just the way we're looking to grow to grow our business. So looking for opportunities to help them market their practice, grow their business, um, see out into the market around some of the challenges, it, it goes a long way. And whether it's working with surgeon locator tools or market development programs that uh, device manufacturers may have to providing connections to, to you and, and feed or some other resource that can really help a surgeon. You know, they're focused, you know, almost all their time uh, on their patients and taking care of their patients and everything that goes along with uh, the challenges of being in healthcare today. Uh, if you can recognize a problem and provide some value there, that's going to go a long way uh, to helping establish trust and, and helping them grow their practice. Yeah, you know, without mentioning um, uh, any names, you and I, and let's kind of talk through this, you and I connected on LinkedIn. So many of the people that will be listening to this podcast, they've connected on LinkedIn or they're just joining LinkedIn as a medical device sales rep and they're kind of figuring out how do I converse? How do I have some proper context? How do I connect? And it may, again, without mentioning the, the doctor name, it, it may be helpful for people to share how we connected on LinkedIn, how we, frankly, for the purpose of helping out a surgeon, how we kind of joined forces. And we both were committed to this act of, hey, we're not just selling products, but rather we're helping to build a doctor's practice. What difference does that make, do you think? And and then what was that process like? Yeah, I think that, uh, so Matt, I, you know, as you said, we connect on LinkedIn. I, I saw what you were doing. It's, it's an area that I'm, I'm interested in wanting to do more of as a medical device, uh, you know, sales rep. Um, and I, a surgeon of mine is, is, you know, potentially going out on his own in practice and, and looking for ways to launch that. And, you know, to be able to connect with you uh, was, was a pretty seamless process. I and mean, when we talked about it, talked about the needs and, and connected the surgeon. And uh, he's been really happy, you know, with the results from it, uh, but also really appreciative of that connection, which is huge. And, and I think one of the things that you, you realize as you're doing this is that, you know, on, on the sales rep and the device side, we're seeing an increasingly commoditized business. But surgeons deal with the same thing and we don't really think about that a lot you know with you know everything that kind of clouds a patient's uh view of being able to find the right surgeon for them from you know what pops up on on google to what insurance companies are telling them and so being able to help a, a surgeon cut through that um you know goes goes a long way and and i know that uh working with you was was really easy in getting that done well, I think it's an important point in that I started my career off as a medical sales consultant in, in the area of cranium axillofacial, orthopedics, and spine, and biologics. And I was fortunate that I had a mentor say to me, Matthew, you think that you're selling a product, but you're really helping to build a practice. I made a shift. I began to find resources Sometimes that resource was something as simple as an article. Other times it was building a connection to somebody that could help them sell their practice or could help them market their practice or look through legal ramifications, et cetera. So you do a really, really good job of that. And a perfect segue into my next question, which is what do you think are the pivots 
that doctors need to make where they're thinking, you know, about attracting more ideal patients. How important is it for a doctor to have a particular perspective? So instead of just sharing what they do as a spine surgeon or as an orthopedic surgeon, how important is it for a surgeon today to have a particular perspective that talks about why they do what they do? So I, I think you kind of hit it there. It's, it's being able to answer the big why, you know, for patients. You know, as, as I mentioned before, I think from a patient perspective, you know, you and I can easily go out because we've been in the industry and find maybe a surgeon who has a perspective that fits ours. But uh, right now, it, it can be very difficult to find, you know, anybody who stands out. And I think that having a, a different approach or a differentiating technique or technology a surgeon has, they, they should really market that. And, I, you know, I think sometimes standing out maybe uh, is kind of a scary thing for surgeons and how do they do that and how do they do it right. But I think that when you do that, you're creating real options, you know, for patients and you're creating an opportunity for the right patients to come find you and they can really connect because we know, you know, they can get a referral from, from other surgeons. They can get referrals from insurance companies, but by creating that connection, they can also get that emotional connection with their patients before they come in that, you know, really helps the patient understand what they're, what they're coming in for and, and who the surgeon is that can really provide those, those results that they're looking for. Yeah, you did a great job of communicating that. You know, Mike, sometimes when those of us who have served in the military and we make the transition and we go into medical sales, we're asked by our buddies, what do you do for a living now? So if one of your buddies said to you, Mike, what the heck do you do for a living now? How would you respond to that question? I think the best way I try to respond is that I provide solutions for surgeons. Uh, and, and I, you know, I think that by being involved in everything from the device to potentially connections to, to marketing resources and other resources, you can see around corners for surgeons that um, are beyond just bringing, just bringing a product. So you're, you're achieving that you know, consultant role. And so that's what I tell them. I, you know, I'm a, you know, really a medical device solutions consultant. And I think that that resonates with, uh, with veterans because, you know, they want to get into something where they can continue to um, provide a service and be helpful to people. And I think that, uh, you know, veterans are pretty well positioned to do well. You don't have to have come from the special operations background. You know, veterans are really well positioned to do well in medical device sales because of their ability to work autonomously, you know, and they have the inherent discipline and certainly we know the, the uh, ability to deal with a high alt tempo. And I think, you know, be able to explain, you know, how you help develop solutions for somebody and you're going to do it at a fast pace. You know, that's something that, that I think uh, veterans really understand. I was interviewed the other day, and I want to ask you this question. And the interviewer knew that I had a military background, and and the question that they asked me was, "What's one thing that I did not expect from transitioning from the military and going into the medical device side?" 
And I thought it was a really good question that she asked. And my answer, and I'm going to pose that question to you. My answer is that I knew that I would be set up for success as far as being able to structure the day, work the day, complete the mission. The one thing that I did not expect was I had to learn to process the word no. It wasn't a word that I was necessarily used to in the military, especially you know in units that have a, a deployment cycle and that have a great up-tempo to them. I had to learn to process no, not as a complete negative, but rather how does no fit into my ability to go into my territory and go through the artful process of qualifying people and determining if what I have is a fit for them. So that was my response. So I'm going to flip it on you and go, what's one thing that you did not expect in making the transition into medical device sales? Matt, I think, uh, I think that same component of no would probably be mine. And I will say it that more in the role of being able to understand the kind of riding the roller coaster that can be, can be sales that you're going to be up and down. Sometimes it takes a while to get up. And when you come out of the military and, and especially coming from the special operations background, you know, you've had a lot of success, you know, there's some bumps in the road, but you're continuing to progress and it can be a challenge, you know, getting into an industry where you're starting with a lot of no's as, as you learn. Um, and I think, you know, getting to your point, which is that after you learn to understand that an early no is, is an okay thing and that you can keep going, I think that's, uh, you know, really the moment, you know, you can kind of turn the corner and understand how to navigate the, uh, navigate the industry. And I don't think it's, um, any different in probably most industries, but we're used to being successful coming out of the military. So that is a, a bit of a transition point. You know, we're going to have quite a few military veterans that end up listening to you speaking right now. Any advice that you would give them for somebody coming out of the military? I know for myself, I can honestly say that I never ever in my tenure as you know, an enlisted guy who then became a commissioned officer who left as a captain, I never, ever considered, nor did I have somebody come up to me until right before I transitioned and say, you know what, you should consider a career in medical device. What advice would you give to somebody who's listening to this? They're still wearing a uniform, but they're getting ready to ETS from the military what advice would you give them if they were considering or even if they haven't thought about having a career in medical device sales? You know, it's, it's funny that you frame it that way because when I was coming out, I really didn't look at any sales, you know, kind of, you know, straight operations type roles. And that's because that's our comfort zone in the military. That's what we do is, is we run operations, we manage operations. But at the end of the day, a lot of us are very good at uh, interacting with people and helping to, you know, achieve solutions and move projects along. And that's a, that's a huge part of sales. And I think that it's something that um, you don't really think about. And maybe it's, uh, it's that we don't understand it. But I think it's something that military veterans, beyond the inherent discipline that we have, it's, you know, we've interacted with a lot of different people in a lot of different, uh, you know, circumstances. 
And in medical device, you know, a lot of people in the military, we're very familiar with, you know, learning new technologies. And that's a really good, uh, you know, skill to have when you're, when you're entering, entering this industry. And I think that if it, you re- recognize that there's an opportunity for you to, to learn how to build a business and, and you have some aspirations to become an entrepreneur, I think that medical advice is a, is a great place to start. Me too. I'll, I'll contribute to your answer as well. So I had just come back from Iraq and I got selected for graduate school. I came home to my wife and I had two options. Option number one was they would allow me to get a master's of physical education and then teach PE at Penn State. Not a bad gig, Mike. And then the second option was to get a combined MBA and master's of science of healthcare management. I went home to Sweet Sandy and I'm like, hey, these are the two options. And I was an athlete in college, so I must admit I was leaning towards the master's in physical education and then teaching PE at a you know, great university like Penn State. And luckily, my wife had the vision, and she's like, yeah, option B sounded pretty good. And I'm grateful that she said that because I went through you know, the graduate school process, et cetera. I was still on active duty uh, when, I, when I did that. But it was at grad school that someone who would later become a mentor in, to this day said, Matthew, let me ask you a question. When you get out of the military, is your ultimate goal to work for somebody? Nothing wrong with that for the rest of your life and to you know, get promoted and all that. Or do you think that you may have an interest in starting your own business someday? Well, Mike, I latched a hold of that, you know, that second part. And I tell people this story to this day that I was not thinking sales. And if I'm being honest, I did not want to do sales. But what he was trying to teach me, my mentor, was if you can sell or learn to sell is a better way of explaining it, you'll always have a job. And then B, if and when you decide to have your own business, you have the foundation to know that people who can sell can grow business. And he went on to tell me, Matthew, we're all in sales, just most people don't realize it. And I always remember that. And, I, and so whenever I listen to people say, ah, I'm, I'm not going to do sales, I'm not interested, I always go back to my mentor and go, you know what? You're in sales. You just don't know it. Any thoughts about about that reality? Oh, uh, 100%. And I think that's something that, you know, military veterans would understand is that a lot of times, you know, you're pitching a new project. You're trying to sell sell that mission. You know, we, we do it all the time. It's just kind of reframing how you're going to use it. And I think that there is a, a strong desire, I think, in the military community just to be able to start businesses, to be able to go out on your own and kind of prove that you can start and lead your own team and uh, lead a business. And, and, you know, sales is, is the way you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, well said. Here's my last question, Mike, and I think this is really timely and really relevant. At the time of this recording with COVID-19, there's a lot of uncertainty for medical device sales reps that are listening to us right now. Do you have any thought process or maybe even how you're processing this season that we're in to keep yourself sharp, 
professionally and personally to keep yourself motivated so that you put yourself in a posture of continually growing your business, even when there's a lot of sales reps right now that are hunkering down and waiting for this storm to pass. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, you have to use this time as an opportunity to kind of, kind of do that maintenance that is hard to get to during your normal uh, daily schedule, you know, so getting better on, on products that, uh, that you want to focus on, uh, rethinking how you're going to approach uh, different accounts. And I think just, you know, using this opportunity to, to get better, to get sharper and, and hone your skills. I mean, because we all know once, once you get back into the swing of things, it can be hard to catch up on that. So it's a good time to, uh, to pull the weeds, so to speak, and, uh, you know, get ready for, you know, when it blows over and, and see how you can be of value, um, you know, coming out of this. Are you seeing any, I, I lied, I said it was the last question, but I've got one more if you're, if you're up for it. Let's do it. Are you seeing any examples of your doctors on the front lines, you don't have to name names, that are just inspiring you to continually improve upon your craft and your knowledge? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that, you know, surgeons want to become better all the time. You know, they want to find the you know, the best way to help their patients and the best way to, you know, operate in a, you know, a constantly changing environment. And if, if I'm not kind of staying on top of, of what's next and what are the best opportunities to, to support them in that, um, then certainly surgeons are going to find somebody who will. Yeah, that's great. Mike, your podcast is going to help a lot of people. Uh, first of all, it's going to help those medical device reps right now that are asking themselves, what can I be doing today that is positive and that puts me in a posture for tomorrow? It's also going to reach the doctors that we have that will be listening to this, that A, we're thankful for the doctors that we serve, and B, we treat our profession in the same way that they treat their profession, that on the front lines of being there to help and to serve and any way possible, medical device reps are doing that for their surgeons today. And then I think that what you've also given us is the opportunity to learn that when you have an understanding of sales, especially in medical device sales, you're equipping yourself not only to be successful today, to weather a storm, but to become an entrepreneur for tomorrow. So I want to say thank you so much for your guidance and thank you for your time today. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate you having me on. I look forward to uh, to following your podcast. Uh, same way I've you know followed your videos online, and appreciate everything that you do uh, to make all of us better.